Welcome, everybody, to the Wrestle Your Perception podcast. Got a good one today. As usual, we always got a good one. Come on. Today is a guest that I have on all the time. It's Dr. Ben, baby. And we're going to talk about common misconceptions of psychology in general. Uh, I have a few questions for Dr. Ben that I want to get to. But um, I allow Dr. Ben to say hello. Hello. There he is. In all of his glory, just like our previous podcast at the Spartan Beast. And he's gonna he's gonna make up for it for his um poor showing. Yeah, his poor <laughs> exactly his poor showing at that podcast. You did kind of set me up for failure. I did not set you up for failure, Ben. Come on now. It was you know you came at me and you No, that was you, my fault. You weren't prepared. <laughs> so Ben we were driving back from the beast that day from Lakeland together, and we talked about a lot of stuff. And one of the things in particular was I asked you about numerous psychological disorders, if that's what you call them, yep. and how people say that they have them and they diagnose themselves. And I don't feel like like 90% of the population has the credentials to diagnose themselves. One in particular is people saying they have my OCD is kicking in. Or my OCD, or you know, whatever is that? How does that work? And explain what OCD is, please. Okay. So, saying a mental disorder kicks in isn't entirely false. It's not entirely true, but it's definitely not entirely. Uh, it's not entirely false. Um, any any diagnosis, that whether depression or anxiety or a thought disorder, it, you don't necessarily experience that diagnosis. 100% of the way, 100% of the time. Like, if I have major depression, I will still have moments in time where I feel fine, where I'm not super sad or something like that. Okay. Um, if I have an anxiety disorder, I'll have moments in time where I'm not super anxious, um, and it will it will kick in when certain thoughts are activated or if I'm put in certain situations. If I have, if I have depression but I have a phenomenal week at work, it's not likely that my depression or my sadness necessarily is going to kick in. And depression is also a lot more than just sadness. Um, in reality, uh, but if something happens, that will kick it in. As far as um, obsessive compulsive disorder goes, uh, some oh my bad, you're good. S- some of the common like the things that people traditionally think of when they think of when they think of OCD, the uh, like the, the germaphobeness, the the organization um, are very specific kind of anecdotal features of it when the disorder is actually about something a lot more um, kind of similar to the way that like, when people hear Tourette's, they, yeah. think, they think of people just kind of cursing. Yeah. Um, uh, Tourette's is, is what's called a tick disorder. And the vast majority of people who have Tourette's, their their tick is not cursing. That's just the one that we, that we find the most interesting in our society. But a lot of times it's 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 like a twitch. I've it's seen people with a twitch, like they'll, they'll flick their hand or, yeah. or even their face. They'll do like a smile, like a... Yeah, exactly. Like quick smile, like a lot of them. Yeah, the majority of people who have Tourette's don't don't curse. They have those so politics. the reason why OCD, I it hit, not hits home with me. I don't have OCD. Not that I know of. I don't think I do. But people say, uh, you know, they're they have to do things a certain way, and oh, that's my OCD kicking in. Oh, you're OCD, and they they take pride in it. What's a, a real example of someone that has OCD? Because I don't think that those people have OCD. Um. Let's say that. A a very good 
I'm going to give you a, a dramatized example to look up. Okay. Um, if you go on, it's like a three-minute video. If you go on, he's a guy who's mentally, he has his own fair share of mental illness, but I don't necessarily know if OC is one of them. Um, but if you, if you YouTube the, the phrase OCD poem, um, the first one that pops up uh, is absolutely incredible. And it's, and it's, it's a pretty good rendition of, of what OCD can do. So OCD is made up of, three thi- or of two things. The O and the C. The O stands for obsessions. The C stands for compulsions. So it's obsessive compulsive. But so an obsession is an intrusive thought that enters your brain at a certain time. It can be based in reality. It doesn't have to be based in reality. Um, but it's an intrusive thought that you cannot get rid of. Really? By, by itself. The compulsion is the act that you have to do to get rid of that thought. Uh, or else you will have to endure that thought with a lot of anxiety. Someone who is obsessive compulsive if their obsession is having things organized in a certain way that's fine like that 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 could be one of them but if that if whatever it is doesn't get organized in that certain way yeah they will have they will under normal circumstances they will have some sort of breakdown like it's not oh i need that to be organized and it's not so i'm a little irritated at it okay um like i i like when when the workout on the board has like has an even number of exercises in, in A, B, and C. But if it's five, five, and four, I'll make a joke about it, but I do not care. <laughs> that's, not, that's not OCD. Okay. OCD would be, I, I, I physically am going, I, I cannot do this. I, I'm not going to be able to do this workout. It is a very, very debilitating disorder. Really? Um, so they have, like, if they do not, so the way we, we treat in, uh, OCD is we do what's called exposure and re- response prevention. So we expose them to their obsessive, their obsessive, uh, thought and we do not let them engage in whatever their compulsion is okay so if they have the uh, if they have the thought the obsession uh i have to clap three times or else um or else x bad thing will happen we will not let when, when that thought comes we will not let them clap the, we will not let them do their three claps and they have to sit there and just sit there with that anxiety and, and their anxiety is at a 10 and they they really really want to clap wow so so when people yeah ocd at its at full force is a very very debilitating disorder. It's actually kind of related to hoarding. A lot of um, hoarding, I think, used to be a subset of obsessive compulsive disorder. Really? So, can you have a minor case of OCD with any disorder? You can have a minor case of, of any disorder. The workout on the board thing is not a minor case of that disorder. That's okay. Just, that's just liking things to be symmetrical because humans are generally inherently drawn towards symmetry. Um, but yeah, any any disorder from I mean the the one disorder that I would question whether or not you could have it in degrees would be something like dissociative identity disorder, which is called multiple personality disorder, which is extremely extremely rare. First of all, uh-huh. uh and second of all is not schizophrenia. Schizophrenia and multiple personality disorder are two very very different diagnoses. What a segue! Great job. So let's go into schizophrenia. That was awesome. Damn, you're good. I know. <laughs> um. Schizophrenia. So schizophrenia has to do with hallucinations and delusions. Well, there, there's there's two different sets of symptoms for schizophrenia. There's halluc- there's positive symptoms and there's negative symptoms. A positive symptom is something that has been added to you. A negative symptom is something that has been taken away. Could be social skills. A lot of times it has to do with demonstration of affect. They have blunted affect. Affect? Um, what's that? Affect mood. Um, okay. Their, their mood will kind of look like it stays the same. They won't respond to things to the degree that we think that they should. Okay. They don't look happy. They don't look sad. They don't look anything. But the more the, the thing that people are drawn toward with, with schizophrenia is the hallucinations and delusions. So that means you're responding to internal stimuli, is what we say. 
which means you see things that are not there, you hear things that are not there, and it's not just your own consciousness. Like I can, I can, you know, I can close my eyes and I can listen and I can hear myself talk in my head. It's not that. It's voices that that sound like they're coming from your head but are not you, or sound like they're coming from outside of your head but are not you. Um, that you that you believe to be speaking to you, mm. um, and you can have you can have hallucinations of any of the senses. The most common ones are are auditory and visual, but I have seen people who have tactile hallucinations, which means they, they feel something that isn't happening. I had a guy, oh. in jail, it was horrifying. I had a guy in jail who felt like his arms were being grabbed and held down at his side when there was nothing there. Oh, and That's horrifying. That is. Because he opens his eyes and there's nothing there, but he feels himself being held down. That's, that's interesting. going to make you pretty, that's going to make you struggle. While he's dreaming? No, he's awake. Oh, okay. Awake, like you and I. Wow. Um, so schizophrenia is a misconception or a, a mis- yeah, misconception of people have with schizophrenia is like, oh, uh, you're crazy, but that's a very broad statement. Well, crazy, yeah, crazy. First of all, it's, it's a pejor- it's a pejorative term. It's an insulting term. Yes. Um, if any diagnosis, if, if if someone said, do your best to define the word crazy in as clinical terms as you can, mm-hmm. uh, I would say it would be someone who's experiencing psychosis, and psychosis is a break from reality. You 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 are no longer seeing things as they actually are. And when you say break, because that almost sounds like a good thing, like you're taking a break from reality. That sounds kind of no, fun. No, 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 no. So I, when you say a break from reality, like you're totally broken off from reality, right? Yeah. It's, okay. It's, I, I can't think of another word other than br- a rupture, I guess. Yeah. Uh, a, a, disconnect? A disconnect from yeah. reality, where you are no longer experiencing reality like the rest of us. And all of us experience reality differently to a certain extent. I mean, from the taste of cilantro to... Um, I love so like Yanni versus Laurel or whatever that's. Oh, like good lord! So we we could get into the subjectivity of what. Yeah, yeah let's what not. Reality is, but that's <laughs> we're not gonna. Um. So so you were going from schizophrenic, uh, crazy, and then psychosis. Okay, so so if if I had to if if we had to deem someone to be crazy, it would be someone who was experiencing psychosis. Even yeah. Uh, and the diagnosis that I would that I think would most closely fit that would be would be schizophrenia, but it's just not a word that we're gonna use. No. Um. So yeah, being psychotic, experiencing psychosis is is something that someone who has schizophrenia will will endure. And again, it's not all the time. If someone has schizophrenia, they're not hallucinating all the time. No. Um. So that's part. That's part A is the hallucinations. Part B is the delusions. Delusions of grandeur. I'm the king of. I'm the king of Sweden. Delusions of persecution. Everyone's chasing me. Uh, paranoid delusions, kind of similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's different from multiple personality disorder, um, which is what was. The main reason this one came up is because me, myself, and Irene, they, 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 they confused the words a lot. Um, multiple personality disorder is where you have different personalities kind of living within you. Um, like in the movie Split. How rare is that? Super rare. I've never seen it, and I, I'm guessing I probably never will. Have you ever met a colleague of yours that has experienced someone that has had it? Yeah. Uh, or I've, worked I with someone? I have a colleague who, who worked with someone who had it. Wow. That. Um, That's one person, though, right? Yeah. Wow. There's... Yeah, it's, it's not super common. Um, or it's, I should say it's super not common. Um, and it, it's not, you know, it's not like what people think it is where they snap their fingers and they're, and they're that other person. Your, your main self, like you are Luigi, uh-huh. you will, you don't experience like, oh, here comes Bob out to the surface. You, you black out. You are out and, and, and then there is someone else there. So you'll, if, if that person has kind of has your eyes, has the floor of your body. Yeah. So to speak, you don't know what's happening. So you'll close your eyes right now. You will open your eyes 
two days later or however long. Wow. And you will have no memory of what happened for the past two days. This is multiple personality disorder. Yes. In reality, uh, most of the people who have most per- multiple personality disorder, they do not know until they go to some sort of counselor that that's happening. They're not yeah. aware of these other personalities. Within I'm them. typing notes. I'm paying attention. I'm just typing a note down that I want to ask you. So you're talking about... Keep going. I'm sorry. Oh, no. That was... That was I have so, that. now my next question is multiple personality disorder, and then um, what's a disorder that consists of, like, cause I hear people, you call somebody a pathological liar, you call somebody a compulsive liar. Is that a disorder, or is that just somebody that just lies? It's just someone who lies. Okay. They might have a diagnosis, they probably do, but there is no, like, lying disorder. At least not one that I'm aware of. Okay. And is there a disorder that that causes that people lie. to lie like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What what would you well, what's a a, a sympt- I I guess would lying be a symptom of that dis- of that disorder? I would call it a feature. A, a sim- feature. A symptom would I be like kind of like a criteria that that that, that was required for it. I would call it more of a feature. Okay. Um and the the disorder. I mean, look, anyone can lie for any for any reasons. Like okay. some people will lie because they have a lot of anxiety. Like if I don't want to give a speech, I will lie and say that I'm sick. But it, but it's because I have social anxiety disorder and I don't want to go give a speech. Yeah, I could lie. Like, when you're talking about like pathological liars and compulsive liars who do it for the sake of lying, what you are talking about would probably be um, someone who has what we call either a narcissist or more likely a, so, a sociopath. Okay, um, that's the next one. Yeah, well, we're we're gonna get there. Um, Where do you want to go to first? Keep going. I'm gonna go to the sociopath thing right now. Okay. Um, I'm gonna segue it over because this is probably the biggest misconception that people have when they're talking about psychology. Uh, if you ever meet someone who says, "I'm antisocial," yes, they're not antisocial. Well, they they might be, but that's not why they're saying it. Someone who's antisocial isn't someone who doesn't like going to parties or doesn't like associating with people. Someone who has antisocial personality disorder um, is a sociopath. Those two things mean the same thing. So antisocial sociopath is the same those thing, are okay. Those who have no empathy, who have no regard for the rights of others. Those are, those are violent offenders. Those are a lot of times people who, who are um, mass murderers, not necessarily, not necessarily serial killers. I think serial killers usually fall more into the category of, of psychopath, uh, I'll get to that in a second. Uh-huh. Um, but a sociopath is is someone who has no empathy and no remorse, um, and just and does not. They're not necessarily reveling in in sadism and wanting to see other people hurt. They just don't care if other people get hurt along the way. That's what someone who has antisocial personality disorder is. It's not someone who doesn't want to go to parties. <laughs> I, that's a great misconception. I'm and glad you said that's the one. That's the one that I that we hear the most for sure. Um, so. What's an example? I mean, have you? I'm I'm sure you've worked with people that are antisocial and yes. sociopaths. So that's the same thing. Yeah, antisocial so, yeah. sociopath is the same thing. Yes. and I work with them in jail. Gotcha. And an example. Who would be a, 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 a com- I'm, I'm 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 not gonna say a real life example, but if you have a real life example that's famous, shoot it. Or if you have a, like a, a fictional character that has it, let's hear it. Just to give people an example of an antisocial person or a sociopath character or whatever. Right. Um, you know who would be who would be either a socio a sociopath or perhaps a psychopath? Um, well, you're saying the same thing? A okay, psychopath so, is so, different. So a, a, a psychopath is a more sophisticated version of a sociopath. Uh, a sociopath kind of tends to live 
on the fringes of society. They don't know how to, they don't know how to associate with people very. Michael well. Myers. Um. Yeah. Like a Michael Myers would be would be someone who would be a, a sociopath, a sociopath, antisocial. Yeah, a psychopath would be a very sophisticated kind of. Um, Hannibal Lecter, uh, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy, because he's very charming. So, sociopaths are not charming. Sociopaths, you see them, and you're like, we need to, we need to avoid this person. <laughs> um, psychopaths gotcha. are the people who can appear very charming and might have like family on the side that had no idea they were doing what they were doing. And um, do they feel? Remorse or no, empathy. No, no, no. So psychopaths don't they either. Both, they both do not feel. The, the main difference between a sociopath and a psychopath is really level of sophistication. Wow. A, a, a psychopath will plan out their will plan out their their crimes that they're going to do uh, and be very organized and very specific with it. A sociopath is going to go on a a shooting rampage. Can they mix? Can you have a sociopath and a psychopath mixed together? Um. I guess I would say it's on a continuum. On one end of the continuum of sophistication is a psychopath. On another end is a sociopath. And again, like with any disorder, there's there's going to be people in the middle. Gotcha. Not everyone who has anxiety is going to have an anxiety disorder. Not everyone who is a soci- who has sociopathic tendencies is going to be is going to be deemed a sociopath. Um, gotcha. Yeah. yeah so there there can be people in the middle depending on levels. Of yeah, I guess that makes there sense. There are no there are no hard lines in psychology. Psychology is considered a soft science, so there are no. There are no hard lines saying you have it or you don't. We're Everything, people, you know. We're not cut and dry. We're yeah. people. We're fucked up, yeah, you I mean, know. We're has, all different. Everybody has anxious and depressive tendencies. Yeah. And when you put people in boxes, it just doesn't work. No, absolutely not. And that's with a lot of things. What about um, manic depressive? Or Am I saying it right? Manic depression, manic depressive? So a manic depressive would be the, the person, um, but we don't. We try not to say that because if I call you a manic depressive, yeah, well, I, I just a term that I heard. So yeah, this is what yeah. about correcting. So, um, well, no, that that's going to be another thing that some people understandably consider pejorative. It would be like like if I if I had a if I'm a therapist, yeah, and I have a waiting room, and my four o'clock person gets there, I'm going to greet my four o'clock person as saying, "Hey, Bob, come on in," or whatever. I'm not going to say like, and Bob would Bob would would come in. If I looked at him and said, "Oh, hey, manic depressive, come on in," that's really <laughs> Dehumanizing and oh, it's, cool. it's identifying them and defi- and people people do that like oh it's the manic depressive Bob is Bob he happens to be afflicted with manic depression okay he happens to be a manic depressive but I would not I would not speak about it that way because it's it's going to be considered it's rather understandably dehumanizing so manic depression is bipolar disorder and it is also one oh, of the most okay. most commonly overdiagnosed like ADHD was super overdiagnosed in the nineties um, and. And bipolar disorder is kind of the new one that tends to be really over over self diagnosed. People will often like say, "Oh, I'm I'm bipolar. I one minute I can be perfectly happy, and then the next minute I'll be really mad like that." No, that's, that's not, not bipolar disorder. Not bipolar. <laughs> bipolar disorder is 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 different. So bipolar disorder, there is such a thing as rapid cycling bipolar disorder, but it's a lot more rare, and it doesn't cycle. You're not you're not going in and out of in and out of things that that regularly. So. Traditional bipolar disorder, you will be depressed for weeks to months at a time. You will have a that it is the same as major depressive disorder, and then you will go into a manic episode for weeks at a time. And a manic episode does not mean you are happy. It is a state of what we call hyper arousal. Really, um, you are easily agitated. You are very irritable. Your your behavior is going to be very goal directed. I'm going to go build a rocket ship. I'm going to go build a rocket ship right now. <laughs> um, you will you will engage in dangerous in dangerous impulsive behaviors 
uh, sex with strangers, drugs, um, shopping sprees. My dad was a therapist, and he had a client once who, who had bipolar disorder and went on a shopping spree and spent, I want to say, $10,000 in one day, and no, no item that they bought was more than $100. So they went Whoa. and bought 100 different things under $100 and in one day. Whoa. Um, uh, I, I used to work for, or I used to do some work with the Pembroke Pines Police Department, and they did a hostage, we, we trained hostage negotiators, and I was talking to one of the negotiators about a negotiation that they did with someone who had bipolar disorder and who was in a manic episode. The negotiation lasted 13 hours, and the negotiator barely got a word in edgewise. That's wow. what bipolar disorder is. It's, it's this, this increased energy, this decreased need for sleep. They can, go, they can go two weeks at a time sleeping an hour per night and be, and be just fine and have, and have all that energy. Um, and again, it's it's not it's not happy, and it's not this quick flipping from one thing to the next. That's just that's just being, honestly, that's just being moody. Yeah. Um, because bipolar. I mean, so basically, it's it's not this people what people say super high, super low thing. It's not that. No, no, no. Yeah, you're not people in manic episodes. They might at some point in time be enjoying themselves, but they're not necessarily super happy for it. It's just a state of increased arousal. Just a state of increased arousal, and what the other side of it is them being depressed. Yep. And they can have states in the middle. If they're, if they're well-medicated, um, they might not be in a depressive state or in a manic state. They might just be at a normal kind of baseline state. Is that a pretty common um, disorder to have, the bipolar disorder? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the more, I, mean, I would I would I would say so. It's a, it's considered a, a And people a are functioning. They can function and go to work oh, yeah. throughout yeah. society. I mean— uh, I just I don't know if I know people like that. That's the thing. Like I don't know. Do. Yeah, I'm not I'm not like putting people on blast. No, I know it. you're not. But I mean, just statistically, you know people. Yeah. With um. Yeah. If if it's properly medicated and 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 given therapy, um, a lot of people have done a a psychological autopsy and believe that uh, Abraham Lincoln actually had bipolar disorder. Really. Based on some of his writings and some of people's observations about about him. Wow. Yeah. Um. Just about every diagnosis that's out there, there's someone famous who you know of who, who, has, who has it. Um, one of the things, I'm a huge NBA fan, and one of the things I love about the NBA right now is there are a number of players from uh, Royce White, played for the Sixers. He had, I think, panic attacks. Uh, DeMar DeRozan plays for the Spurs. He came out about having uh, depression. I think Kevin Love had some real strong anxiety. Um, yeah, these, these disorders are common. They're, they're not just for... They're not just for like people who aren't functioning at all. In reality, at some point in time, I, I don't know the latest statistic, but at some point in time in life, I think the, the, the last one I saw was 25% of individuals would meet criteria for some sort of psychological disorder. The, most, the two most common being major depressive disorder and some sort of anxiety disorder. Could be panic attacks, could be generalized anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, mental illness is super common. And even, I mean, most of the people I see don't necessarily even meet criteria for a, for a, a diagnosis. They're going through bereavement. Um, they're trying yeah. to figure out how to adjust to a new job. They're trying to deal with some anger. Yeah, man, that's that's a thing. It's so dynamic, and it's it's. I don't even know what the word is to say because it, it's so complex. I guess that's the word. It's so complex that, mm-hmm. like like what you were saying, you can't just put a label on a person or put it in a box. You can't put it in a box because it's impossible. There's no way. It's so, everybody's different. It's insane. Uh, I have, I'll give you a quick, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go, go, go. There was a, I'm, I'm not going to remember his name, but if someone is listening who knows me and wants me to find out the name and tell them I can. <laughs> um, but there was a, 
so mental hospitals used to be a thing, and now they are not near as much of a thing, which we uh, I think it was the Carter administration tried to deinstitutionalize um, uh, America because a lot of mental hospitals were um, did some pretty kind of shady one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of stuff. Um, gotcha. So they deinstitutionalized them with the hope that these people, given proper care and, and social support, would then reintegrate back into society and society kind of let them down because now like we put them out in society and, and they almost instantly became homeless because people didn't want to care for those individuals. Yeah. So now the the number the largest in almost any county, uh Broward County this is definitely true, the largest um inpatient mental health treatment faci- treating facility in 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 Broward County is jail. Because, really? Because these people get arrested because they have they have no they have no skills for a job, they have no social support. Eventually eventually you're going to get arrested. We, d- we deal with yeah, yeah, out in the field definitely psych yeah. constantly and there's nothing what, what can we do? You yeah. know, we don't we're not qualified to diagnose, but we can look at their history on our computer. Yeah. That's all we can do. Um so one of the things that got a lot of mental institutions shut down or at least got that ball rolling was there was a guy who did an experiment in I uh, I'll, I'll call it the 60s. Um he wanted to test mental hospitals because they were being there was lots of accusations floating around of of some kind of bad stuff they were doing. So he took he took fourteen of his friends who okay. were of sound mental health. Fourteen of his friends were of sound mental health in himself, and they checked themselves into I think it's between five and ten mental hospitals across Whoa. the country. And they came in complaining of of hearing voices, okay. so they were diagnosed immediately with schizophrenia, experiencing auditory hallucinations, and. Once they, the second they were put into the facility, they immediately stopped having hearing the voices. They never heard the voices, but they immediately said, "I no longer hear the voices. I am fine." And they wanted to see how long it took for those people to get out because you're only supposed to be in inpatient facilities if you are severely troubled. I mean, there are people who lie, so you have to be careful about that, obviously. But they wanted to see how long it took for them to get out once they just start acting 100% completely normal, because theoretically that should be something that's caught rather quickly um i think the the longer the, the person who was in there the longest was in there for 52 days really he, he was in there for 52 days being perfectly completely normal whoa um, and all all of the all of the people who were working there you know saw in his chart that it said schizophrenia so everything that he was doing they would see in through the lens of schizophrenia like he would take notes about what he saw and and it was written like they looked at his chart and and the orderlies and nurses would write down things like, "Oh, he's engaging in obsessive note-taking behaviors." Oh, like no, he's God. not. Now we're now we're just now we're just um, you know, we have the idea of what the diagnosis is. So now we're just applying that behavior. You can make any behavior look weird if you speak about it in 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 a, in a weird way. So that wow. you lens, and he and he and he didn't get out uh, for fifty two days, and no one figured out except for the other the other patients at the hospital. Went up to like within about two or three days. Said you're faking it. You you never had an illness whatsoever. Are you guys doing a study or something? And the 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 people in the hospital, like the like the, the patients, patients, figured out. Yeah, they said, oh, you guys, are you guys like doing a study to see how long it takes to get caught. That's hilarious. So then they got out. They published the report, and it was very damning to the hospitals. So the hospital said, okay, now that we know you're doing it, try again. Send 15 people, or, you know, send 15 people to. I don't know if they said 15. But they said send people into mental institutions. Between this state and this state, um, and we will find which ones you faked, 
uh, now that we know it's coming, we'll show you that we can differentiate between who really should be here and who shouldn't. And the guy said, okay, cool, challenge accepted. Um, so over that three-month process, they pulled out, they pulled out, well, I'll just use the number 15, although I don't know. They pulled out, here are the 15 people, I think it was more, I think it was like, like 50. Here are the 50 people who we think uh, you put in here uh, that you wanted us to try to catch. Okay. And the guy came out and said, I never put anyone in. Oh, my goodness. So those, those 50 people were real. <laughs> oh, man. So it just shows. And so obviously that's very damning toward mental institutions and, and certainly is indicative. Yeah, that that's a bad be, challenge. They to... need to be shut down. But it's not they, that they need to be shut down. It's that they are significantly always underfunded. Yeah. There is no no money goes into mental health. Wow. I, I have, and I haven't, I haven't seen any presidential candidate this year or in past years really give it more than lip service like everyone wow. talks about, oh we need it you're right it's always wow it's always ben that was service. great man you hey man this is your stick so you know what the hell you're talking about it's my stick. damn man i love that because you're like and you just let it into there is no funding that goes to mental health and that's a huge that's a huge factor and you want to talk about gun control and actually i, I want to talk about guns i i it's another is, thing here's another segue um damn ben Everyone wants to talk about mental health when I'll, I'll try to keep this off of too political. But everyone, we won't get political. I won't let it. You won't either. Everyone wants to talk about gun control or mental health when it comes to some of these things that are happening instead of gun control. And that is, A, I would love more mental health money, so we'll take it. But at the same time, people that all that does is, is, is gives out, permeates the idea more that the people who are doing this are, are exclusively the mentally ill. Exactly. People who have mental illness are not more dangerous than people who do not. A lot of a lot of very dangerous people have no mental illness whatsoever. Yeah. Schizophrenia is is not. They're not dangerous. Yeah. They're not. Um. And people then associate. Oh, he, he, he if, if only he got mental health treatment, then he wouldn't have done that. Is that true? Possibly. But all that does is just shows. It just tells the the, the public in general that that mental violent offenders have mental health people who struggle with mental health are going to be violent offenders. And that is not the case. Uh, like a lot of people who are in jail have mental health issues, but there are plenty of people in jail who are just fucking fine. Yeah. Just bad people. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is, I think what people say is that for a background check, they want to check their, their mental health for a background check before they buy a gun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think that people are referring when they refer to mental health. I mean, I mean, do you feel like there's some people, well, more people that have a disorder should not have a weapon of, of that caliber. caliber or stature or whatever, you know um, what I mean, like a firearm? I think that there are certain mental illnesses that would, yeah, that probably shouldn't have. I'm down for mental health checks before you get a gun, for sure. Yeah, so that's um, I think that's what it is. And the funding to a guy like you that can do a mental health check before someone purchases a firearm would probably be that would be the where the funding I think would go to would you say or I mean granted it wouldn't be a perfect system um because people could fake shit you know yeah, people, what what I would what I would suggest if, if that ever became became a a a need in our field I would personally suggest that it not be something that people like myself do I would I would suggest that there become a a feel a, a subset of psychology where that is their job. Gotcha. You got it. So that's someone who's going to do men- 
yeah. gun checks, like back, like like yeah, that that would that would be that would be their, an interview for a firearm. That would be their gig because I the population that I work with largely is anxiety, depression, um, substance abuse, marital counseling, and adjustment difficulties. That's ninety percent of what I see. Yeah. So I'm not really too, I'm not too, not well versed. But I haven't I haven't practiced working with people who are in who are in a jail setting. I haven't, I haven't looked for people who malinger, which means fake you know fake something, try to fake good, try gotcha. to fake bad. Well, malingering is faking, but bad like faking okay. like they have an illness. Um, but I I guarantee you someone could someone could say the right thing say the, the right things to me and I would and I it would, go, it would go over my head. So yeah, how you know? So I would want I would want someone who did who had that as a gig to be specifically trained for that. That's an interesting thing though. That's an interesting thought of of trying to fix that issue of selling guns to people who shouldn't have them, you know? That's no, just, that's I mean, just, it's yeah. just another idea. I, I, I love the idea of more funding for mental health, but yeah, this idea that people who have a mental illness are dangerous is, is the most, I mean, and now we, and now we segue directly into the stigma of, of mental illness, and there is a huge stigma for mental oh, illness. Oh, still, and even though there's a lot of, uh, what's it called, awareness about mental illness, there's, there's still a stigma. You know, it's still oh, like yeah. looked frowned upon, like, oh, you're a pussy or you're depressed or you cry. You know, yeah, you, you know, they're, they're, a lot of people think that they are weak. Yeah, that they are crazy that they can talk themselves out of it. There is no mental illness that you can talk yourself out of. Believe me, people, people have tried to talk themselves out of it. It doesn't work. Yeah, um, it's not an issue of willpower. It's not an issue, again, of, of being crazy. Um, yeah. But it's one of those things. Like if you break your leg, I can see that your leg is broken. If you have depression, I can't see what's going on. So I'm going to. It's almost like the the, the science that that would l- allow me to see depression. Yeah. Uh, isn't quite there yet, or at least it isn't quite accessible. I mean, it's 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 there if you look at certain brain scans. Yeah. But you know, the average guy off the street can see a you know he can see a broken arm, but he can't see depression on someone. So we don't have you know people don't have the access. This is just my opinion at this point. People don't have the access to seeing the actual, you know, the, the the actual thing that's quote unquote broken. So they assign something else to it that they understand, like craziness or weakness yep. or immorality, yeah, or or things like that. And to, a taboo, a stigma, is just a non scientific explanation, or or a morally based explanation for something that isn't moral. Like a- AIDS in in when it, when AIDS first came over here, there was a huge yeah. stigma around AIDS because we didn't really understand it. It was called GRID. It was gay related immunodeficiency. Really. Yeah, and people still are afraid of AIDS. You know how hard it is to get AIDS without sexual, without doing it, having sexual activity. You, it's almost impossible. Like even if you touch somebody that has AIDS and you get blood, you're not gonna get it. Yeah, it needs to be it's, their blood into your blood. Like or, no, it's it's like it has to be like to like like an orifice uh, sexually. It's it's crazy. Yeah, like it's so hard to get unless it's sexual. People get all weird about that. Even people yeah. that I work with. Guy has AIDS. Okay, don't stick the needle in your arm, and you'll be all right. I'm talking about medical professionals. Yeah, you know, like people get weird about it. It's not you're not going to get it if someone has a cut and you and you see it. Even if you touch their blood, you're not going to get it. Yeah, the so. big, the biggest the biggest stigma right now is actually uh, suicide. Yeah, really. Oh my god, people do not want to talk about suicide. There's a number of therapists who don't really feel comfortable talking about about suicide. So there are people who specialize in it. I used to specialize in it. Um, I, d- I just don't anymore, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, suicide is definitely one of the one of the most stigmatized a- as aspects of of mental health. People think that it's immoral. People think that you're going to go to hell. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. I was so a lot of people do not talk about it, mm-hmm. uh, 
which is is really dangerous because the message the message that you send when you don't talk about suicide is when you have suicidal thoughts, suicidal ideations as we call them, don't tell anyone, which just leads you to be more likely to commit Think, that act. Uh-huh. Um, yes, suicide is not it's not even necessarily an act of sadness. Truth be told, suicide is an act of of desperation. It's I am in so much emotional pain. I'm in so much mental and emotional pain. Mm-hmm. And there is, it feels so helpless and so hopeless that I'll never get out of it. That the only way I can get this this screaming pain to stop is to take my life. I mean, in order to be able to take one's life, like to go against every single fiber of of natural selection and evolution and the 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 instinct to survive, um, if if you're able to commit an act that goes directly in the face of that, mm-hmm. um, like. You got it's something extreme. Pain, yeah, pain that you a lot are of pain in is is insurmountable. At least it feels insurmountable in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, try to not eat for four days. See how much pain you're in. Yeah. Try not breathe for more than a minute. See how much pain you're in. Like, that's well, some people can breathe, hold their breath for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the average. Oh, no, I got gotcha. yeah. <laughs> A minute's but, not that bad. But like that's your body screaming at yeah. you. Live. Yeah. You know. So yeah. the people who people who end up taking their lives, the voice inside their head that tells them, that, that tells them this life is so painful, that voice is louder than the voice in your head that is yelling breathe at you when you feel like you're about to pass out. Yeah. Or yelling get food in us now or get water in us now when you're malnourished. So is that a disorder? Suicide? Suicide is not. Disor- is not no, it, it, Committing the act, I get it, that's taking your life. But what, what is that? What leads to that? I know it's like the pain inside the. Head. There's no specific disorder like that leads to it. Okay. Of disorders. There's no dis- diagnosis of suicide. Okay, it's just um, a. It's just the action. Gotcha. Diagnoses that most commonly lead to suicide. Um, major depression would be in there. Uh, bipolar disorder would definitely be in there. I would, if I had to take a guess, I would say probably bipolar disorder would be the, the number one, because people who are depressed often can't even come up with the energy. It takes a lot of energy to take your life. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? What you need to do. Uh, Bipolar disorder is probably one of the most most commonly done ones. Um, the two words that are actually most commonly associated with suicide are not depression or sadness. It's actually helplessness and hopelessness. Yeah. The idea that no one can help me, I can't help myself, and the situation will not improve. People can get through. People can be resilient towards um, towards a lot of a lot of mental and emotional pain, um, as l- if they feel like there is light at the end of the tunnel. If they feel like there is a way out, um, or that there's the way out that isn't that isn't suicide, people can take a lot. Um, Viktor Frankl was one of the founders of exist of logotherapy, which is kind of a version of existentialism. And he said, if you give people a why to live, they can endure almost any how. Wow. Uh, he he went through the um, the Holocaust. He was at I remember it was Auschwitz or Dachau. Um, he was at one of those two, I think. Those are concentration camps. If people don't know that. Um, yeah. Uh, and he even he came up with that quote, and I was like, "That's my personal favorite quote of his." Um, wow. But okay, why to how? So I lost my train of thought. No, it's okay. We were talking about the. Uh, oh, sorry, I know where I was. The, the other two aspects of suicide are uh, thwarted belongingness and perceiving that you're a burden, just feeling like you don't belong anywhere, like you're a burden to others. You're helpless and you're hopeless. That person's going to be in a heck of a lot of trouble. It's not just sadness. It's not just craziness, and it's not. Lack of willpower, but it could also not. E- they could not even have a a disorder. They could just go through a traumatic event in their life, the loss of a loved one, and they could feel like that they want to commit the act, 
right? I mean, I've met people like that. Yeah, yeah. That um, it's an interesting question. I don't know if it's underlying. I don't know if they some, never got diagnosed. It's an, it's an interesting question. Could somebody take their life? Um, could someone take their life? Other than acts of altruism, like jumping on a grenade or things like that, could someone take their life without, without having some sort of mental disorder Order. present? It is an interesting question that I am certainly not going to be qualified to answer. Um, the, I mean, the, the main thing is yeah, people consider it to be the, the, the one that frustrates me the most uh, is when people call it an act of cowardice. It's, yeah. it's not an act of cowardice. Yeah, or the selfishness. It's selfish, not. Yeah, it's not selfish. And it's not right. We're not saying it's right because people yeah. don't want another person to do that. That's yeah. not it at all. Yeah, if, if, if it's pain, that's, that's their go- like you said, they're going against every act of survival, instinct of survival. To get rid of the pain that they're having inside. The problem is, this is a dark humor, but we use it. Um, suicide will solve like someone who is in that much pain. Suicide will solve all of their problems. There's just one side effect to it, and that's they're dead. Yeah. So that yeah, it's because the uh, the idea of death in that moment is is more palatable than the pain that they are experiencing. That's a, that's a hell of a lot of pain. Yeah. So I hope if anybody's ever experiencing that, talk to somebody. Yeah. Find find a therapist. Find a friend. Find, find yeah. a suicide hotline. You can actually, I think, uh, if you say, I don't want to say it right now because I'm holding my my iPhone. But if you say, hey, um, I'll turn my iPhone away. Hey Siri. Um, <laughs> you want to say Siri? Yeah, she went off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've, I've I've touched this before. I've, I I've said I don't remember the exact words I used, but I've said like, hey Siri. Um, I'm God damn it. <laughs> like I think I said, should I kill myself? Uh huh. Uh, and I th- and I think she directed me actually to a, um, I think she directed me like to a suicide hotline. And those people do help. Oh yeah, very much. Those so. things, those hotlines do work. And, um, I hope anyone who listens to this ne- never thought like that. But you never know. We all probably we all have crazy thoughts and people all have, abnormal thoughts. People have ideations. People have. I'm not gonna say crazy. Ideas. It's not crazy thoughts. But go ahead. People have thoughts of suicide. Like, there's nothing wrong with having a thought about suicide. They they happen. I every day I drive by a Bank of America, I, I have a thought of I bet you I could rob it. <laughs> I never do. Th- <laughs> I, never, I never will. But that thought, you know, that thought crosses my mind. So having a thought of, you know, having a thought of, man, wouldn't life just be easier if I wasn't here? That doesn't. That doesn't. It, it'll raise my eyebrows, but it's not gonna. I'm not gonna call. You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna call for a wellness check on you yet. It's it's how pervasive the thought is. It's how specific the thought is. It's how intrusive it is. Um, if you have a thought like that, yeah, go talk to someone, but it's not necessarily going to be a huge cause for alarm. Gotcha. Man, yeah, not a, lot, not a lot of people go down that road. I'm glad we got to talk about it, about that. It's uh, it's an interesting topic. And I, I apologize if it got dark for anybody because it is life. It's a dark topic. It is a dark topic. And, and, and the thing is, that's life. And life can be dark sometimes, and you just got to get through it. I mean, whatever way possible. And, you know, everybody needs help in life. We're not going to go through this bullshit alone. Life is tough. Life ain't easy. Life is messy as fuck. And um, that's why we got guys like Ben. That's why you got your friends. You got your family. And I guarantee you, even if you got you, you think you have nobody, you can still talk to someone. Like, you can call the suicide hotline, that, and they'll help you out. You'll get directed somewhere. I think people will get help no matter what. You, it's out there. Here, I'll, I'll, lighten, I'll lighten the mood from this one. Narcissist. Huh, no. Oh, okay. I, don't to, I mean, you can ask me about it. I don't know if there's any misnomers about narcissists. We're going about narcissists because I want to talk about Lex okay. Lu- the narcissist Lex Luger. But let's go where you were going. What is, I'll ask you this, Luigi. No. What is the definition of insanity? Oh, man. 
Did I already give this spiel to you? No. This is why it's like you're telling me this because I have no freaking clue. Oh, okay, never mind. What insanity is, but can I take a guess? Like a horrible guess? Sure. <sighs> insanity. Oh, okay. I got a stupid guess. Uh, someone that does the same thing over and over without trying to correct it. That's not a stupid guess. That's actually what I was hoping you would say. You okay. Know, you know who said that? Who? So. The, the quote is... I've heard that somewhere, insanity, that's why. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. That's it, yes. Um, Albert Einstein said that. Albert Einstein was very smart. And he's very wrong? Albert Einstein was a <laughs> physicist. Okay. He's not a psychologist. <laughs> he needs to stay in his lane. <laughs> stay in your lane, Einstein. Stay in your lane, Einstein. <laughs> he also married his cousin, for those of you who do Oh, shit. He married his first cousin. Hey, man, Game of Thrones, whatever. He was... He was, he was <laughs> I, 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 I'm I, just kidding. I liked his work, I guess. It's not I whatever. He um, married his cousin for real. He married his cousin. Um, but yeah, that's not what insanity is. I just like people always say like, oh, it's th- that no insanity is just the state of having a serious mental illness. Really? Um, yeah, there's nothing really super special. Insanity is actually a legal designation. It's a legal term. If someone is legally insane, they are they are unaware. They're not. Uh, it's an umbrella term. Like you could have just a, a a mental illness and you're insane. No, no, no. I mean, like, no, no, no. Someone with anxiety, someone with depression, isn't necessarily insane. But no, the, the legal the legal term has to do with do you, like, if someone is legally insane, they do not have the capacity to understand the difference between right and wrong. They do not, and that would be someone who is hallucinating, who is who is having some sort of delusion. They do not know what right and wrong is because they are operating under a different reality. The the kid who who shot up the theater for the Dark Knight Rises, I yes, think it was the Dark Knight Rises, um, he set booby traps at his house. Because uh, he knew the cops were going to come. Okay. Uh, he tried to claim legal. If I'm remembering this correctly, he tried to claim legal insanity. But the reason that one of the reasons that he was not considered legally insane is because he booby trapped his house when the cops came, which means he knew the cops were going to come, which means he knew what he was doing was wrong. Oh. Someone for someone to be insane, they they would have to. Why did you kill that guy? And and the answer genuinely to be something of, oh, he was the second coming of the of the devil, and if I didn't kill him, the apocalypse was going to start. And gotcha. to genuinely believe that. And gotcha. there are tests to see if people like that are lying or not. They're long, extensive tests. Um, but, yeah, insanity is, is, is a legal term. It's not doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That's, that's Einstein not fucking it that's up for everybody. Wow. I love that. Thank you for, thank you for what's, what I say, uh, correcting that, debunking that. That's not a debunk, is it? No, it's, it's not a no. debunk. It's just, it's just Einstein having a fun quote. Like, I'll, I'll come up with a fun physics quote. It'll make no fucking sense. By the end of the day, I'll be like, I'm a, I'm a psychologist. You know, an object in motion is, you know, it curves when it wants. <laughs> no, I didn't get to fucking say that because I didn't get my degree in that. Einstein had that quote. Everybody fooled except you people. Except you people. You redheads. Um, well, I'm, I'm I mean, psychologists. I'm just my, kidding. I'm looking at my dwindling notes. Um, a couple other things. I'll just just some interesting facts. I'll or some facts. I'll say. I love Autism it. Autism is not mental retardation. Um, oh, okay. People who experience. Autism, um, or experience autism. People who are on the autism spectrum are not necessarily, um, do not ex- necessarily have cognitive impairments. Um, they might, uh, if I had to take a guess, they might experience it at a slightly higher rate than the average population. But just because someone has a developmental disorder like autism does not make them mentally uh, challenged. I'm not saying mentally challenged, right? In the, in, they don't have an intellectual disability. That's the phrase I'm supposed to use. Gotcha. Um, so uh, autism, uh, uh, there's there's different um, variants of it, correct? Like they could have mild or well, again, every every diagnosis other than what I would say would be um, other than schizophrenia and dissociative identity disorder 
are on a spectrum. Everything is. Um, especially like personality disorders are going to be on a spectrum. Everyone has a little bit of, everyone might have a little bit of narcissism in them somewhere. Everyone might have a little bit of whatever in them. And autism is the same way. Um, the, you, you are somewhere on the autism spectrum. You have high-functioning people who have autism, um, which used to be, co- basically, which used to be called Asperger's, but is no longer part of that diagnosis. And then you have people who are low-functioning on the autism spectrum. And those, those people tend to be pretty nonverbal. Gotcha. Um, they don't talk. They don't get to hold down a job. But someone who is a very mild case uh, or is, you know, of, of autism um, can generally function pretty high in society. They just don't pick up on social cues. They're not very good at social-emotional reciprocity. Um, they might not engage in self-care. Okay. Um, so they might smell bad or something like gotcha. that. Gotcha. But sometimes autism can have, like, extreme sensors, right? Like smell or sight. Oh, yeah. There, there, or, there, there can be extreme sensors. Like they can hear things like they're – that not 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 necessarily like you can't hear, but they're more sensitive to certain things. Uh, a lot, a sensory lot of things. what they are sensitive to is going to be um, touch. Well, it can be any any of the senses, but like um, touch certain certain um, certain fabrics. I, I've they seen don't like people okay. off. Uh, but can the they can certain they, lights, certain like loud noises? Well, just they'll be overwhelming, is what they are. Can that be? Can they get um, used to it? Is that a possibility like, for like a touch or something? No. I mean, you, you, you could make anyone used to anything if you wanted to. Okay. Um, you could make me used to tarantulas. That's kind of my phobia. Um, with them, I, I, I do not know. I feel, I feel like the answer is probably going to be no. You can, you can maybe make them find a way to tolerate it before they ever get used to it. I would, I would say no. The, the same way that, like, when I did the Spartan, the Spartan Beast, I, there is nothing in this world to me more disgusting than pickles. I, I just really? I despise pickles. I love pickles. And I was, oh, and you chugged the pickle juice. I had to accident. chug the pickle juice because I was, I didn't on accident. I was afraid I, I was going to cramp. And pickles seem like a like a lesser evil than cramping, so I took two shots of pickle juice. Oh. And I, I puked after the second one, oh. but I but I did not cramp. And I and but they, they, there there is no way I think that I could I could get rid of my That's disgust and disdain for pickles. And I think honestly that their sensory, uh, a lot of their sensory things are going to be the same. Yeah, it's not gotcha. they, they they get over. Um, where are we going now? What else did I have? Um, ADHD was very overdiagnosed. Yes. Um. ADHD is, it's not, oh, this kid doesn't want to pay attention. Oh, this kid is bored or looking around. That's just, that's a kid who's got a little bit of hyperactivity. Um, that's not ADHD. ADHD, the kid is driven by a motor, and asking them to stop is borderline impossible. They, they like, they cannot stop moving. I, I've only seen one or two real cases of ADHD, and I've seen dozens of people who think they have it, where you just give them a, a coping skill or two, and they're fine. But real ADHD, the, the, the kid was bouncing in my office, and I said, could you stop? And he said, nope, I can't stop. I can't stop. I, like, it's incredible. It's, it's wow. 200 words per minute. My, my dad has a wonderful anecdote about it because he specialized in ADHD. He had a, a very interesting anecdote where he was working with a kid with ADHD, and he said, he said uh, we're going to play the quiet game for as long as we can. You can go check the door. I can keep talking. Somebody's knocking? Yeah, keep, keep doing it. Um, we're going to play the quiet game for as long as we can. So my dad and the kid played the quiet game. Uh, and the kid and my dad said, you know, talk whenever, you know, whenever you want to, you talk. Um, oh, guess not. Nobody? Okay. Um, so my dad said, whenever, whenever you want to, you know, whenever you have to feel like you can't, you can't not speak, and you have to speak, speak, and we'll see how long we did it for. So they, they stayed quiet for as long as they could, and eventually the kid just went, oh, I had to talk. And so he talked, and my, then my dad said, how long do you think that you did not talk for? How long do you think your silence was for? And the kid said, I think I was silent for 45 minutes. And my dad looked at the clock and said, that was 11 seconds. 
So he really thought it was 45 minutes. Oh, it was 45 minutes. It's a disorder of time. Um, but yeah, not everyone who is hyperactive has ADHD. And there's no ADD versus ADHD. No, no, no. There's attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. You have ADHD. You can either have primarily inattentive type where you struggle to focus. Okay. You can have primarily hyperactive impulsive type where you're hyperactive or impulsive. Or then you can have combined type where it's both of them. But there is no diagnosis of ADD. There's a diagnosis of ADHD, part A, part B, or combined. Really? Yes. Wow. So, what's the, so you said attentive, and what's the other one? So, inattentive mm-hmm. or hyperactive slash impulsive. Okay, so... One can't focus, one can't sit still. Wow. I used to, there, were, there were concerns that I had the hyperactive impulsive one but when I was younger because I could pay attention to every single word the teacher said but I had to I had to stand I had to move around I had to move around like and the teacher called my dad and said I think your kid has ADHD and my dad said no he doesn't try me (laughs) yeah my my dad was in charge of of doing ADHD assessments for the school and the teacher just didn't know that so what what my dad told the teacher to do was take his chair away so they took my chair away and I stood Perfectly still the entire day, learning everything I needed to learn. I just, I couldn't sit. I Your couldn't dad sit sounds still. pretty awesome. He's a cool guy. He's a good guy. Um, so, yeah, ADHD, you, your kid probably doesn't have ADHD. So, ADHD is just a time. Your dad, my dad said, calls it a disorder of time. My, he, that's the, the awesome. Best way describe I like ADHD. that. They're, they're good kids a lot of time. My dad describes it as having errors of enthusiasm, just getting too excited. Like, a, a a dog that jumps on you when 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 it sees you and you say down and the dog's like nope fuck that like, <laughs> like my dog for any of you who have met for any of you who have met Ava um dog if that dog was a human that dog would have ADHD <laughs> hyper dogs so ADHD wow that's pretty wild the, the whole ADHD thing and so people's prescribing I know you don't deal with drugs you don't you know. As far as like that, that's psychiatry, correct? Yep. Prescribing drugs. Psychiatrists prescribe. Some psychologists can in certain states. I think it's like four or five. I don't ever want to. Okay. So what do they prescribe? Like Ritalin. What is that? Stimulant. You actually give kids with, it, it sounds backwards. It sounds counterintuitive. But you give kids with ADHD stimulants. The, the main ones were Ritalin, Adderall, Focalin, and ah, I forgot the fourth one. And that helps them, right? Yep. That's weird because I I think I know a guy or two that, I, yep. that I've, I'm not going to say I've worked with, maybe... Give him a stimulant, helps him focus. And it helps him focus. That's crazy. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. But no. Yeah. And that's why the thing is, all the guy all people that all the people that take it, they uh they take it to focus. People that don't have the disorder, they take it to focus. You need to take a break? I'm good, I'm good. Okay, that was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> can I tell them what you just did? Sure. Alright, fine, I won't say it. No, you can. Right. They mean, just hawked a goober like Disgustingly, and looked at me, and then swallowed it. It just grossed me out. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, there's only two of us. I didn't want to walk away. Ben never ceases to gross me out. I never cease to amaze you either. That that too. Uh, I wanted to talk about narcissism. Go ahead. All right. So my notes are done. I, I've got every, other than like dude. That was amazing. That I'll say at the end, you you totally knocked it out of the park with everything I wanted to know, and I didn't have to say anything, and you just knew what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I know, so, you, Luigi. <laughs> so narcissism. What is it? Um, what is narcissism? So narcissism is one of the personality disorders. So there's two kinds of disorders. Axis one disorders are disorders that are kind of what we would call like afflicted upon you, which would be anxieties, depressions, things like that. Then you have personality disorders, uh, disorders that, that are a deeper, more ingrained part of your personality that are going to be there throughout the course of your, of, of your life. Um, and one of the most common ones is narcissism named after 
I want to say a Greek deity named Narcissus who like stared at his reflection because he thought he was so handsome and fell into the river and drowned or something. Is this real? No, no, no. It's like you, a, mean, oh, cause you, you, you're really good at making things up. No, I mean that's that's not a real story. No, no, like, I know it's like, Greek mythology. Yeah, you know that that Greek mythology thing is real. Um, narcissism is just a, a very inflated, uh, a very inflated ego. That's it. A very inflated. Really, um, I'm trying to think, give you the specific criterion, but basically, it's take someone who is arrogant. Yes, which is the epitome of arrogance, and and make that go to an even like just a really crazy maladaptive extent. Um, they they will not take criticism from others. They they think they are better and they think they are more important than other people. Um, are there narcissists that are good people? I, I'm not at a place to call people good or bad. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. You can have, yeah, some narcissists border on antisocial with how narcissistic they are. I've I've met narcissists who are charming and who are fun and the best way the best the best narcissist is going to be kind of a harmless guy who's a bit who's a bit arrogant. Um, but it can certainly be. Uh, that was me. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, dude, that was John G. John G's outside right now. Oh, he is. Let me go get him. Yeah. Um. Oh, crap. John G threw me off. John G is a huge narcissist. Is he out there? I'll, I'll, I'll text him walk in really quick. All going to do is walk in. We're at the gym, everybody. We're at Atomic Training and Performance, the home of the Rest of Your Perception podcast and your source in Fort Lauderdale for sports performance and obstacle training needs. Um, there we go. Yeah, so narcissism is basically just uh, just an, an inflated ego. Um, most, I can't say most, but uh, to me, a lot of narcissism is born out of insecurity. Okay. Um, it's born. Out, it's born out of this intense need for approval, desire to be this desire to be approved of, and not thinking that you have those standards met. So you build yourself up. And um, can that be? Uh, is that usually like? I'm not using a psychological term, like a piggyback diagnosis, like it's probably going to come with something else, or could that be just their soul? That could be it. That could be it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, King of the North. John G. Just That's John G. He looks like Jon Snow. Um, the best example of, of, narciss- of, of, of an individual with narcissism, um, not the best example, but the best example I'm willing to say here, yeah. Um would be would be a guy like Kanye West, but I don't know if that if the, if, his if he is, is yeah. An, is an act. Exactly. The, the, the persona that uh, the persona of Kanye West that is out there, yeah, um that's a pretty prototypical narcissist. Do you remember the narcissist next Lex Luger, the wrestler? He used to just flex in the mirrors the whole time in the ring. I don't remember him. Oh, okay. Um, most wrestlers you could you could call a narcissist. Jericho yeah. would probably be a narcissist. Oh, he's great. The um, best. Yeah. A lot of, a lot yeah, of right, that, that's the whole thing. That's the point. That's yeah. wrestling. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast. There's a, couple, there's a couple other famous narcissists, but um, um, in reality, also the guy from American Psycho. Oh, okay. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Considered I think he's but a narcissist it, it, in real life. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm fucking I've around. heard things. I don't um, know. <laughs> but he's, uh, and then that he's very, you can tell he's very insecure. Yeah. He's, he's very insecure. Guy. Yeah. Like with the whole, the, with the business card being thicker or something like that. Oh, okay. This was in the in the, in American Psycho. Yeah. Gotcha. Ben, man, I think we covered 
all the things that I wanted to talk about. The only thing I will say, and go, I, go. I see we have, I'm going to try to get it in, get it in, in under an hour to see if I can. Um, mental health like therapy, going to therapy is not an invasive process, is a collaborative problem and solution oriented thing. You're not, it's not this involuntary, you sit down and, and you talk and I'm going to analyze you behind this, behind this curtain. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to be kind of vulnerable. It's two people, one with an expertise in you, which is you, one with an expertise in mental health, talking to get, gain a better understanding of of the way we think and feel and behave. Um, I love it. So if you ever think you need to talk to someone, like it's it's not it's not near as scary as you think it's going to be. It's two people having a it's a guided form it's a guided conversation is all it is. That's awesome, Ben. Thank you so much because this was really cool and you you shine in a lot of things, but you really shine talking about this stuff. No, you yeah, totally knocked it out, and the way you led into different topics was pretty awesome. Thank you, I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, Doctor Ben, and you are very handsome. And I hope we can hang out after this. What do you say? Thanks, Luigi, you fucking narcissist. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thank you for listening. Rest of your perception podcast, baby. Coming at you from Atomic Training and Performance. We got the king of the north in here. We're going to close it out. Dr. Ben, dropping some knowledge bombs in your face. Chill out, bro. So thank you guys for listening. And uh, we're going to keep them coming, baby. Thanks again. Take care.